2: Yo, What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio, episode number 209, Who Cares? I'm Jimmy Kemski with phillyvoice.com. I'm very tired. I don't know if my co-host, Brandon Lee Galton, is tired or not. I assume he is. Brandon, how are you feeling?
1: Jimmy, I always say we are pathetic because we're tired and there are (laughs) football players out on a hot practice field doing much (laughs) more than we are. But it is tiring. I've been up since 5.30. Made the drive to Florham Park, New Jersey, this morning. Uh, as I presume you did as well, to watch the Eagles practice. I mean, you were there, so you did, to practice against the Jets at their facility up there. Uh, Yeah, so I feel tired, but I'm energized by a great show that we have for the fine folks here today. The Eagles are
2: on the road, uh, as Brandon mentioned, in Florham Park. And I am on the road. I'm at my parents' house. Uh, to record this episode. And you are too, Brandon. Yeah. Right? So, true. uh, yep. We are blogging, podcasting, whatever <laughs> you want to call it from, uh, oh, I'm upstairs. So I'm not necessarily in the basement, but close enough.
1: I'm floor level, which is actually above like street level, but it's just the floor level here. So, okay. not to like give too much away about my parents' house. By the way, Jimmy, we have a review that I quickly wanted to address because I said <laughs> that we will answer. We will, I said, here's what I said or what I meant if I didn't say it, we will address any question. Will we give you the answer you are (laughs) looking for? We can't give you an honest answer to everything. Um, That much remains to be seen, but we will address the question. I promise that much. This is from Harry Seward, who left a five-star rating and review (laughs) Jimmy, How much money do you make a year before taxes? This is a question posed to both you and me. So how are you going to handle this question? I'll tell you what. I'll give give Harry
2: my uh, first job ever salary. Hmm which was with uh, Xerox uh, out of college, so on copiers and printers and uh, scanners and all that kind of crap. Um, My salary was $12,000 per year, uh, plus commissions, of course. Um, So yeah, not a very big salary. I will decline to answer what my current salary is respectfully
1: he is hiding his current salary because it's probably like really big He's probably like a billionaire over there and he doesn't want to <laughs> you know sh- to, to, to 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 let you all know that uh obviously same case for me so there we go we addressed it it wasn't the answer you were looking for because you sorry Harry actually gonna say sorry that. Harry's keyword well, I mean he knew he wasn't gonna, <laughs> <laughs> not gonna actually say that hey what's your social security number can you tell us that um yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jimmy, why don't we get into the actual, uh, practice stuff, the the stuff people are here for, except for really quick, right to sell on craft jerky, go to right to sell on.com. Discount code BGN 15 for 15% off. Boom. Uh, Jimmy, where to start today with the Eagles practicing against the Jets. So
2: I think that, uh, we'll just start with the the 60,000 foot view which yep. is that, um, you know, the last uh, joint practices that they had last week against the Patriots, I think you and I both agreed that they they outplayed the Patriots in those two practices. And then uh, in the game itself, they got their asses handed to them <laughs> to the tune of 35 to nothing. Obviously, a lot of starters didn't play in that game. Uh, a lot of second and third stringers going up against the Patriots starters, whatever, who cares, that's over and done with. Uh, but we saw a continuation, in my opinion, of uh, – the Eagles' success in these joint practices against the Jets today—I thought they were crisp uh, for the most part. Uh, I didn't. My focus personally was on the offensive side of the ball because of the way the Jets' fields were set up, we won't get into that. But um, it was, you know, ho- their facilities are awesome, first of all. But it was yes. difficult to uh, watch, you know, two fields at once. It was just too hard to do. So I you was know, kind of pick one or the other. I picked the Eagles' offense versus the Jets' defense for the most part. Uh, what I did see of the Eagles defense against the Jets offense was just a lot of passes hitting the ground. Um so it looked like the Eagles defense was playing really well. Again, I didn't really focus on that. And then offensively, I thought the Eagles had a good day. Like they made a lot of they made a lot more plays uh than the Jets did. I thought that uh Jalen Hurts like always, you know, some good, some bad. Um I thought two of the throws that he made were Excellent, like he hit Dallas Goddard uh, in stride deep down the deep down the left sideline uh, for what would have been probably a touchdown. And then he also had another play that was captured. Uh, illegally <laughs> by Iraq uh and not supposed to be filming but he, who cares he can do it he's not a he's, he wasn't a credentialed uh person there so go right ahead film it all and post it and then i can put it in my practice notes so thank you very much mm-hmm. for the assist uh E-Rock. He, so he had a, he had the uh, go check
1: out his handle
2: is it iraq under you, you guys probably already
1: I have both of those. Yeah, so he actually captured the Goddard one, too. There's oh, both did he? Are I didn't see that. Okay. In my practice notes, which you should read mm. instead of Jimmy's practice notes at BleedingGreenNation.com. Let me give Erock
2: a quick shout here. His handle so, is Erock underscore Eagles. So if you want to see the Quez Watkins and the Dallas Goddard uh, catches, you can do so at his Twitter handle. But on that throw to Quez, uh, Hertz leaked out to the left, and he kind of threw across his body. And, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about his arm strength where, you know, personally, I don't think it's a strength. I don't think it's a weakness. I think he has an NFL arm, but that throw is impressive. Like he, he whipped the ball down the field and Quez went up high 40, high pointed it, landed hard. Um, We'll get to that. That'll be another uh, bullet point that we'll get to. But uh, just focusing on Jalen Hurts, he, he had some really nice throws today but you know as always there there's some down like he, he was inaccurate on some throws he like wildly overthrew, I, I believe it was Devontae smith uh on it was either like a deep dig or sort of a crosser uh deeper down the field um he you know took a long time to throw on a lot of different uh reps so yeah. uh yeah i mean that that's the that's a that's an issue that has sort of persisted but uh for the most part i thought there was a, i thought there was actually significantly uh more good than bad today uh in their for, first joint practice with the jets
1: Yeah, so the Eagles are three and zero in their joint training camp practices. (laughs) You could say, but they are zero and two in preseason games, and they have the worst point differential in the NFL in the preseason so (laughs) far through two games. So, kind of make of that uh, what you will. I will say to to kind of get into the Jets a little bit, uh, not to stay on it too long because I don't think people care about it. But like, I just, I very much am not shocked that this is a team that has the fewest wins in the league since 2017. <laughs> I know it's a right. new regime, but just like the vibe of that team, the practice facilities are very nice. Nothing against like, you know, what they have going on there. But like, I don't know. I was, When we were standing on the sidelines, I mean, we were, the Jets players were in front of us. I'm like, does anyone care? Does anyone like care that they're being dominated right now? It doesn't seem like they're really like pissed off or anything. Like, I don't know. It just, uh, I, you know, I'm all about vibe, vibes and energy. And I, I just don't get a great energy from the Jets. So, To make this relevant to the Eagles, I think part of it is the Jets just clearly aren't very good and aren't very impressive. And not to take credit away from the Eagles, but I'm just saying like that's part of it. I think they they should be dominating this team because the Jets just aren't very inspiring. Uh, On Jalen Hurts, yeah, originally I thought it was kind of a worse day for him than I expected when I actually went back and looked... At my notes and wrote it all down on bleeding your nation.com uh you mentioned the good plays jimmy i thought those were really good uh hitting dallas goddard in stride for that over the shoulder catch the leaping catch to quest watkins just to give him a chance at that play mm-hmm. it was really good he had a couple other completions that i don't think are necessarily big enough to highlight here but i, I wrote them up uh charted them down he had the the quote-unquote game winner if you want to say it that or that that you know he capped off the first team uh their work in practice by hitting Jalen Rager on a, dr- a touchdown drive that he ultimately led to get them into the end zone. Mm-hmm. So that's good and all uh, the biggest thing that I took away in terms of an issue, as you mentioned was not getting rid of the ball quickly enough. Yeah. I think mean, I had him down for like at least four sacks or three or four sacks and on some of the reps, like he wasn't even getting the ball out. Like, cause like the play was dead, like the pressure was getting to him and he couldn't even get a throw off. And that's not very good. There was a play that I know you saw where he got, sacked quote unquote on a quarter uh cornerback blitz Corner just came in and, and Hertz either didn't see him at all which is a problem or like he just he didn't get the ball to his hot route and get it out like he just held on to it and again it would have been a sack in a real scenario and i think this is extremely relevant because you look at jalen hurts last year and according to pro football focus jimmy he was actually charted for the second highest percentage of pressures generated by the defense that were charged to quarterbacks. So if you lost me there, like he was inviting way too much pressure is the point. Like I lost you lost me on that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, the point I know it's it's a weird phrasing, but that's how they have it. But <laughs> yeah, the point is it. like he like if you look at quarterbacks who invited the most pressure in the NFL last year, he was at the he was second overall, basically. Uh so Do you that's remember not who great. was number one? I forget who was number one. Okay.
2: Yeah, on your Jets aren't good point. Um, I didn't research the Patriots or the Jets at all heading into these joint practices because it just it, like it didn't matter to me. Um, but during the Patriots practices, like I knew a lot of their players, uh, like mm. who they were. In these practices or the practice today, I, bet, like, I was thinking about it like, can I even name a dozen Jets players? And I, I don't know if I could. Like, there are exactly. just a yeah. lot. There are a lot of players that I just like. The starters, even I just I'm like I don't know who that guy is. I don't know who that guy is. Uh, so I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, you know that that's a team that um, uh, like you said, they 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 have some good things going for. It. Like I think the the hiring of Robert Sala was a good was was a good you know hire. Um sure. You know, a lot of people are sort of opposed to hiring a defensive minded uh, head coach. But if you're going to do it, he's a guy that, um, you know, I I think brings a lot to the table. And I like Joe Douglas. I think Joe Douglas uh, was certainly more than deserving of a a GM job. And I think he's done a a decent job uh, since Mm -hmm. he took over there. So, um, yeah, I mean, they could be going in the right direction, but I just don't think this is, you know, like a a stellar benchmark is the way I'll put it uh, in terms of, you know, sort of uh, comparing, you know, the Eagles with another team.
1: So that was your first thing, which then I parlayed into. So my next thing is we should probably talk about the Eagles' defense, which is the big story I think of the day. Um, For the Eagles having success on offense, which they did, I think you know the the defense, like you kind of touched on, was even more successful. Uh, Javon Hargrave to me really stood out again. I thought he was really disruptive. Yeah, I didn't again. I didn't watch all of the defense, but from the glimpses I saw, he was constantly in the backfield. I also checked in with uh, former BGN Radio alumnus Jimmy and, uh, and Deck or Mike K who had been watching the defense to kind of get like a pulse on what I missed when I when I didn't get to see the defense mm-hmm. and he had confirmed to me that Hargrave was killing it and uh, also Darius Slade had a good pass breakup. So yeah, I think Hargrave continues to look dominant. The, the uh, Eagles defensive line. I mean, it's not even, it's not news. We all know this. It's a strength on paper. It's looking like a strength in reality and the Jets offensive line probably isn't that great also because did Beckton in part had to leave practice. Yeah, at one right. point. I guess huge so, by the way yeah that's not helping uh an already kind of suspect unit so uh yeah eagles strong in the trenches defensively uh offensively though i guess i'll switch to this jimmy because you mentioned this to me i wanted to talk about this you noticed the raven clark who is at practice i think he first practiced with eagles on sunday if i'm not mistaken um second team left tackle uh you noticed him today and what did you see out of him well we'll start with dillard because he practiced in
2: full for the first time uh, today and he had a leg brace on his on his on his knee and um, he was back so uh, he was participating in, in 11 on 11s and so was Larry even Clark for the first time so um, th- Clark was the guy that I really want to take a look at today because I thought the timing of them activating him off of pop was interesting and he looks healthy and I thought he looked good like I think he's athletic enough but the thing that he really has going for him is he's he's got like thirty. He's got his arms were over thirty six inches long, which is enormous uh, for any player, and he's got like these almost twelve inch hands. Like if you if you take a ruler and like measure from the tip, like spread your hand out as as far as you can, measure from the tip of your pinky to the tip of your thumb, and uh, if you're over like nine you're probably above average on uh, as far as a human being goes. His hands are like almost uh, 12 inches long. So like he gets his hands on you, it's game over. If he's able to lock out his arms on you, again, game over. So he's got that going for him uh, on the edge at, at offensive tackle. And uh, I thought he had a good day today. Like I, I thought he was legitimately good. Now, I don't think the Jets pass rushers are anything to write home about, uh, especially because their best one just got hurt uh, a couple of days ago. Who, 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 what's that guy's name again? I mean, he was- Carl Lawson. Carl and they signed him in free agency this offseason. Apparently, he was having a great camp, but uh, he's done for the season now. So, um, you know, a little bit of, uh, of you know, didn't have the best litmus test there, but Maelotta um, uh, was the first team left tackle. So, we'll see if he remains the first team left tackle uh, tomorrow. And if so, then I think we can conclude that the Eagles have gone. I mean, it's already over, but that yeah. they have fully acknowledged and are willing to just basically celebrated at this point that Maelotta has won the left tackle job. Um, but Dillard and LaRaven Clark were splitting second team reps. Mm-hmm. Dillard got lit the hell up in mm-hmm. one-on-ones by uh, 68. D- uh, Jeremiah
1: Veloaga. Was...
2: <laughs> All right. So my, again, I am not a Jets roster expert, but I'm going to assume that that guy is like a camp body. And, well, let uh, me tell
1: you who that is to me. Okay, I looked it up because I was curious. I was like, "Who is this person?" So, a 2017 UDFA signing who has been on five different teams since entering the league. <laughs> he has one sack and seven tackles in 13 games played. He hasn't played a snap since December 2019.
2: Okay, so yes, that's who uh, wrecked Andre Dillard today. Uh, Clark, meanwhile, I thought was good, and Clark has experience in the NFL playing left tackle, playing right tackle, and playing. One of the guard spots, I don't remember if it was left guard or right guard, but he's got some versatility and I think he's a legitimate um, candidate to, I mean, I saw one practice of him, so that's not a, a lot to judge him on, but based on his history in the NFL, sort of what he brings to, this, he was on a good Ravens team last year, a good Ravens offensive line uh, and he played last year. So, um, you know, he, he's a guy that I want to see again tomorrow in practice and I want to see what he does in the game uh, on, on Friday because I think if he can show in, you know, those Two outings and what he did today—that he can be a viable backup swing tackle for this team—it just makes Dillard all the more expendable and uh, uh, and the more all the more likely to be dealt uh, before fifty-three man cutdowns.
1: I think you meant Colts. You said Ravens, which is funny because his name is the Raven. Oh yeah, okay, Colts. But, excuse me. Yeah, I right. understood. Still a good offensive line, that, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It was, it was kind of funny to me. Yes. Um I almost was like, wait, who is he talking about now? I kind of like lost track of who you were. Talking about. um Why don't we take a break here, Jimmy, because we're about halfway into today's pod, which we'll try to keep relatively brief because there's another practice tomorrow and we want to give you time to listen to this. Uh, so we'll take a break here after I tell you really quickly about Write This Felon Craft, our geek from Write This Discount code BGN15 for 15% off. And then go to Roach Realtors for Kristen Roach or call her at 856 906 9295. Back after this.
0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: Back here on BGN Radio, Jimmy, what is your next thing since I kind of set you up on that whole... All right, well, how about thing?
2: if I set you up, although I didn't read your yes. Book, so, uh
1: Yes. Uh, how about... Uh, Quez Watkins, Brandon. Yeah. How about him? (laughs) Uh, Quez had a really good catch today. I mean, spoiler alert, it's going to be my play of the day. Uh, he actually got hurt on it. We kind of talked about it earlier. It It was, you know, a good job by Jalen Hurts to throw across his body and give Quez Watkins a chance to make a play on the ball. And also I think like not just luck or random in terms of like a quarterback, just throwing it up to a receiver and hoping he makes a play. Like irresponsibly, like we've seen Quez make jump ball plays, Mm -hmm. and so Hertz kind of had a level of trust in him to like go up there and get that because he's seen him do that in practice. So, uh, really good job by Watkins, who was basically like facing back to the ball uh, and made this crazy leaping catch. And again, it's he's had a number of catches like this in camp. And it's surprising because you catches. don't. Yeah, yeah, it's it's surprising because you don't think of Quez Watkins, especially when you just look at him as like a, a jump ball wide receiver. You're like you don't think that's his profile, but he's he's quite capable of doing it. And now you know he landed hard on his back after he came down, and he got looked at for a little bit. But thankfully, he returned to practice, so it seems like he's fine. Hopefully, uh, that continues to be the case, and he's not like missing. You know. Wednesday's practice or anything. But yeah, Quez looks really good. Continue to need to get him involved. Also, I want to take this chance to say Devonte Smith looks pretty good. Jimmy. I don't know. Did you see the route he had on one-on-ones where he just like shook a dude? I did not. I was, I was watching the O line D line one-on-ones. Okay. So I did see that. And uh, I was standing next to fellow NJ.com writer, uh, Chris Franklin. And him and I were both like, it was one of those plays where like, like, I I can't even make the noise right now. Like ooh, like <laughs> like he just ooh I was like, ooh, he killed him. He killed him. He like and apparently uh I didn't notice at the time, but against uh who he was going up against was Bryce Hall, who apparently, according to Jet Speed's writers, has had a really good camp okay. uh for the Jets. He's like been their best player He's a on defense. Guy. Yeah, uh, behind Carl Lawson, who is now Hurt. So uh, for Devontae, just to cook him like that, and then again, he got open later in practice and was open for what should have been a deep play, but Hertz just overthrew him. He missed him. I think Devontae looks pretty good. He hasn't, like, dominated a practice yet, which I'm still kind of wanting to see because I think he's quite capable of doing that. I almost think they're not throwing the ball to him enough because, like, I mean, maybe that's part of, like, trying to work through different things in practice. But, man. Maybe also using him back in from the injury. That's also very possible too, but like, man, like, I I just feel like I saw a number of plays where he was winning. It's just like target him on every play. I know, again, practice setting, maybe you're not going to do that, but when it comes to the real games, please do do that because he is winning a lot. We've already mentioned all three of the
2: top receivers in Quez, Devante and Rager. Um, I I took a special note of sort of um, the rotation that they were using those guys. And I think pretty consistently, at least since the, uh, it, like in this practice, in the practice, uh, like what, as soon as Devonte came back from, from injury, I've been sort of watching like who's been getting the first team reps and whenever they have been in two tight end sets, it's been Quez and Devante and Rager has come in when they've gone to 11 personnel, uh, IE three wide receiver sets. And for the most part, it's been Devante at the X, uh, Quez in the slot and Rager uh, as the Z receiver. But they've moved, they've moved around a little bit too. So uh, Rager's been in the slot here and there. Devontae's been in the slot. But they, so they moved around. But the most common configuration that I've seen, again, mm-hmm. uh, Devontae X, Quez slot, Rager, Z. So I think that's probably what we'll see the most of when they line up uh, week one uh, against the Falcons, uh, assuming
1: everyone stays healthy. I would say Wes Watkins and Devontae Smith are your best two receivers, so that's what yes. you should be seeing. We'll uh, see if like
2: a, the the front office allows that to be the <laughs> allows them to be the top two receivers, or if uh, draft positioning will factor
1: in on that. John Rager had a really good catch uh, deep and on one on ones again. He continues to kill one on ones again. That didn't make as much of a big impact in uh, team drills. Jalen Hurts had a back shoulder throw to him at one point. Uh, that was, I thought, a, a good catch by Rager. Uh, and I don't think he had any, any egregious drops, so that was good. But um, Travis Fulgham, Jimmy, I thought this was his best practice in a bit. Uh, he had a really bad drop on yeah. a throw from Flacco, like really, really bad. But outside of that, like he had a couple tough grabs and I think for a player who might be potentially feeling the heat a little bit because he hasn't had the best summer and mm-hmm. hasn't done much in the preseason. I think he might, maybe he's feeling a little bit of pressure to step up, and he did, I thought, in today's practice.
2: Yeah, he had uh, a lot of catches today. And the other guy that I'll give credit to, by the way, is uh, uh, uh Patton. Andre Patton, Andre yeah. Patton who uh, I think he's had a better camp than uh, Fulgham and JJ. I think
1: he's having almost like Travis Fulgham's training camp of last year, <laughs> yes. honestly. There are
2: some parallels there because he did sign – after camp was already underway. So he'll be a like behind. a camp body, too. <laughs> yes. And, but he's played well. Like, and he had a nice leaping mm-hmm. catch today, too. But on your point that Folham uh, probably had his best day in a while, I would agree with that because he did make a lot of catches. And uh, uh, I like some of them were like actual nice catches, too. So yeah. um, he may be feeling the heat. And uh, I mean, he he's had a bad camp, frankly. And, uh, you know, we were talking during, I think during the last podcast that, you know, we're not so sure that his roster spot is guaranteed at this point. Um, but if he can string together another good practice tomorrow and then do something in, you know, one of these preseason games, then he'll, he'll you know, solidify his his spot on the team.
1: Uh, any other observations by you?
2: Yeah. Uh, I had
1: one more. I, was... I, I had, had a quick on. one while you wait. And it's oh, that yeah. Stephen so Nelson real quick, got... just, to, just, okay. to
2: conti- just to continue on with uh, Quez Watkins for a minute. Um, Fletcher Cox uh, got asked mm. after practice. Uh, Who are the two? Who's one player that he felt was primed for a breakout season this year? And uh, he said Quez. He actually gave two, so he said Quez and he said Josh Sweat. So he said one A and one B. So if uh, if you read my Eagles uh, stock up, stock down media poll, that's (laughs) they were the top two vote getters. So uh, this is just another example of. Football isn't
1: rocket science. It's pretty easy to look at what's going on and tell who's playing well and who isn't. I think the Quez one is especially interesting to me there because obviously, like Hunter Cox is a defensive lineman. He's yes. gonna gas up one of his fellow defensive linemen. That <laughs> right. is he's talking about like a wide receiver to me on a, the other outside of the like ball. Not even
2: an offensive lineman because he's going up against those guys right. like every game yeah. practice. This is like this is a you know, a six foot, hundred and ninety pound skill guy.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of players don't even necessarily have a pulse of like what's going on. Not that they (laughs) say they're clueless, but they're just not they have a lot of other things to worry about than like who's looking great. And so for Fletch to mention Quez, and it's been obvious, but for him to say that is like I thought that was meaningful. Yes. Yeah, agreed. Uh my quick note that I had. Is that I saw Steven Nelson get absolutely like toasted in one on ones by Manasa Bailey, who was with the Eagles last year. And they an cut him today, rookie. the Jets did. And then that was just going to say, <laughs> and the Jets cut him after practice. So I think, uh, you know, Nelson has had a, a fine camp. Uh, like, so I'm not super concerned, but I was like, geez, that's not the best look uh, <laughs> on that one play. Uh, Jimmy, the Jets have a big tree in the middle of one of their fields yes, at they practice. Do. Now, to clarify a little bit here, in fairness to the Jets, I saw some people like bagging on the Jets after I tweeted out the picture of the tree. Oh, did they? The Why? Field. The tree's so, awesome. I think, well, I think they thought it was like one big field where they practice on. Like <laughs> they don't, To be clear, they don't practice like a full length of drills on this field where there's just like a tree at the 50 Yeah, yard that's not time. one of the 300 yard football fields that the tree's just in the
2: middle of. But uh, yeah, I liked like it. Like it was it's good. like like in your friend's backyard when you're eight and you're playing football back there. How
1: fun would that be? Different uh, <laughs> home field advantages in the NFL, where like there's obstacles in the middle of the field. Did you ever play football when you were a kid in like somebody's backyard and like run into a tree? Uh, not into a tree. My friend. So we played one time, uh, in like this old. It was like a tennis rink or like a street hockey kind of rink uh, okay. at a local park. Yeah, and it was kind of like falling apart. And my friend made this like diving catch or like diving like leap into the end zone. I heard some kind of diving effort, and he like jumped through the fence, <laughs> like went out of the fence, <laughs> and that was kind of awesome.
2: Okay, and he made the catch.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. it was it was great. I loved it. It was like he didn't need to do that, but I was like, okay, I like it. Respect. Uh, w- <laughs> what about you? I feel like you brought this up for a reason.
2: I didn't bring it up for a reason, but yeah, I mean, mm. we we my friend the, my friends the Wetzels they had a couple trees on the side of their yard. Uh, on their side yard that's where we played the a wetzels lot. the wetzels yeah and like wetzels pretzels uh, like like yeah rhymes with pretzels and no like there's uh, a
1: there's a chain to me called wetzels pretzels you even heard of this i have heard of it yes okay all right anyway sorry
2: <laughs> and uh yeah we'd be like chucking each other in, into these trees the trees were out of bounds so if you hit the tree you're out of bounds and uh yeah many many a kid hit that tree one one kid uh, uh, uh one of the Fleischman boys uh, from across mm. the street he got clotheslined by, uh, Jeez. by by one of the branches of the tree. <laughs> and uh, he ran home uh, after that. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, trees can be uh, – <laughs> I mean, you don't want a tree in the middle of your field uh, when you're playing football. And certainly the Jets mm. did not have a tree in the middle of one of their 100-yard football fields.
1: Yeah, but, uh, you know, good practice facility overall. Um, had a fun time driving up. To North Jersey. Any final observations from you, Jimmy?
2: Yes, you mentioned Chris Franklin,
1: and I wanted to touch on him too.
2: He, the okay. uh, uh, phrasing on that was bad, uh, but he <laughs> brought Jeez. sunscreen. Where, like, so, like, normally during camp, you know, we have, like, we have, like, you know, the Eagles Media House where we have our spots and, and you know, where we do our work before, after practice during the season, whatever. And uh, you know, we like, I have sunscreen there, and I have other stuff there. Like, I have like. Truvia packets and I have like uh like a an extra coffee mug there in case I need it for something. I like I, I have like my little station there. Yeah. On the road, if you don't remember to bring all that stuff again, you're screwed. So like nobody had sunscreen, and it was the hottest day, honey, it was the hottest and sunniest uh day of training camp, in my opinion, so far. And thank God that Chris Franklin brought sunscreen for everyone to use because like people would have been burned the hell up after this practice today. So,
1: at a boy, Chris, appreciate the uh, appreciate the sunscreen. Um, shout out to Chris, Jimmy. Why don't we run through our MVPs, LVPS, and play of the day? Okay. Uh, MVP for me. I'm gonna give it to Javon Hargrave because I think the defense won the day as a whole. And okay. I think someone has to get credit for that. And I think you look at the defensive line. You think, I think you look at how disruptive he was. And I think again, he's had just such a good camp. It's almost like a you know cumulative award as well. Uh, I'm going to give it to Javon Hargrave. Who is your MVP? I'm going to go right back to Quez, who uh, just okay. continues to make play after play. And also,
2: he got when he got hurt on that play. Did you see him get dragged off the field?
1: I did. That was like- weird. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's very weird, and my guess is that he probably told them, "I'm I'm okay," and they and they had just helped them get off the field as quickly as they could so that they could keep the practice going and not have like an injury right. delay. Yep. But uh, he did go inside briefly, but he came back out and he practiced. So uh, I like that toughness out of Quez to to make a big catch. Hold on to the ball after smashing into the ground like you yes. did. Uh, go in for whatever to fix himself up. And then he came back and participated in practice some more. So uh be very easy for a guy like him who's had the kind of camp that he's had to just go, eh, all right, call it a day. But no, he came back and he played some more. So good for him. And he's my yeah. MVP of the day.
1: I Like that pick, a lot of people were actually like asking, Did he make that catch still? Like, a lot of people thought he didn't actually <laughs> right. make it because he, t- 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 he took such a hard fall, but he he did make it. I saw it. Um, yeah. who is your LVP? Uh,
2: if you have one ready, fire away because I
1: still got to give that some thought. I was considering giving it to the Jets because I think they deserve it, okay, for being bad, but. Uh I don't really love how that's going to look in my final standings when I put this up pretty soon actually. <laughs> okay. Uh cuz just to, to set the scene a little bit here to look ahead really quickly, um the Eagles practice tomorrow against the Jets and then they're done for training camp, right? Like they have no more training camp practices fully open to the media. Right, Jimmy? Yeah, after tomorrow, that's it. Last practice. So, yeah, so I will have the acu- you know I I will have the total standings of all our MVPs. I'm curious LVP, to, to hear what that soon. is, yeah. Yeah, so we'll have that up uh this weekend or that's so. That's a good idea. Yeah, thank you, Jimmy. Uh, I have one every once in a while. Uh, My LVP, I'm not going to give it to the Jets because it's going to look weird in the standings. I'm going to give it to Andre Dillard, who struggled, as we saw. I mean, again, the guy who he got just destroyed by, he's just like nobody. Like, that can't happen. And to just give me a little bit of a platform here, and I don't remember if I went on this rant, Jimmy, because I don't think I did, because last week, before the Eagles played the Patriots, Jeff McLean had reported uh, in a column that teams have apparently broached the eagles with offers for andre dillard mm-hmm. and if that is true well first of all i think a deal might be done already and second of all if it's not like what are you really? doing like you think take, so? what you think a deal might be done already i think it should be oh okay no not no not that it is to be oh clear. yeah it, okay. yeah i'm thinking like <laughs> it should say, be breaking some news here no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I, Jimmy, I don't see why Andre Dillard should be on this roster. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. He yeah. hasn't been one of the best 53 players. Bo Wolf, you know, take it for what it's worth because it's Bo be Wolf. No, I'm kidding. Bo is great. But Bo Wolf did a piece for the Athletic. I don't know if you saw this, Jimmy. And he ranked all players, all 83 players on uh-huh. the Eagles roster as of when he published this. There's only 80 now because the Eagles cut down to 80. Okay. But as of the time he made it, there were 83. And Andre Dillard well, last. I, I didn't read it. He was last. Yeah, dead last. <laughs> and it's like, is, can anyone argue that? Like, I mean, if he's not, if you want to say he's not dead last, like, okay, he's, he's right down there. So uh, he's been really bad. I don't think he deserves a spot on this team based on merit. And I also don't see the logic in keeping him. Like, is he really going to get better? He turns 26 this season. Like I feel like we've seen enough to say from his rookie season, from struggling in training camp last year, from struggling in training camp real bad this year, to say he's not a good football player. And at some point, I feel like you have to recognize that and move on and not just keep holding on to hope foolishly and i don't want to hear that about like oh he's a good backup player to have no he's not how is he good how is he a good backup to option <laughs> to have when he can only play left tackle he can't stay healthy like injury is a concern and uh what's the other point i have here oh he, he's not very good he stinks. so that's a yeah that's a really <laughs> big issue he's not a good depth player to have and you know it's early but it feels like i feel like i've seen more out of raven clark and slash or brett toth brett it toth, just doesn't make yeah. Uh, Andre Dillard like could feasibly be the third left tackle on this team and have the 10th highest cap hit on the roster this year. Like, that just doesn't make <laughs> any sense to me. Like, just, I would rather have the $1.62 million you can get by trading him. You can clear that, his, his salary this year. You can get a, I don't know, a sixth-round pick or a seventh-round pick. The Greg Little trade kind of seemed to set a precedent for that. Whatever, I don't care. Some kind of late-round pick. And you can clear a roster spot. I think there's value in clearing a roster spot because mm-hmm. you're putting – one fewer player through waivers that you might have to put through or whatever like, to me they're just and it's, it's a bad precedent too it's a bad precedent to keep andre dillard around because the only reason he's making the team is because he's a first round pick so you can't even have your head coach go out there and be like it doesn't matter where you're drafted you know it's all about like you know having a good camp and showing with the team that you deserve to belong because that's not that's what not that isn't what andre dillard has done he shouldn't be on this team uh, that's funny that Bo
2: had him ranked last, and I think like that's sort of like when I was talking about like if you are an alien, you just got dropped off in the field, <laughs> like having no idea about any of the, any of these players' histories. Like I said, like he would be one of the worst players on the field, and uh, it's interesting that Bo had him ranked last. So yeah, I, I don't I don't necessarily think I disagree with that. Um, so yeah, my LVP, uh, I won't go Dillard because I've given it to Dillard a ton. Uh, I'm gonna go Nate Herbig, who wow uh has struggled at center. Interesting. He um the Eagles admittedly like late in camp not, maybe not late in camp but about midway through camp they started uh they started him uh they started having him play center with the second team offense whereas he'd been sort of filling in for Isaac Hayamalo at left guard before Isaac Hayamalo came back from an injury. And uh he's been bad at center. <laughs> quite frankly and uh that's a bummer because like if he could, you know, sort of be a backup at all three of the interior offensive line spots. And you know, that's another it's another good depth guy to have. Uh, but I think he's probably, at least this season anyway, maybe if you give him more time to learn how to be a center. Um I think for now he's just a backup guard uh only. Although he can play both sides, which is which has some value, but I think he's a backup guard only this season. And I don't know if he's a lock either. I think we've kind of thought of him as a lock all along. I do think he's going to make the roster. So I don't want to like say like he's not going to make the roster or anything like that. But um, yeah, and I know they like him. Like J- Jeff Statlin had brought him up uh, yeah. sort of unprompted during his uh, interview you know, a few weeks ago. So uh, he does like him. And uh, I think he's going to stay on the roster. But yeah, I just uh, maybe a little disappointed that we didn't see more out of him. I see a bad snap today, like went under Flacco's legs, uh, had a, you know, the slap that he air mailed over Flacco's head that uh, was recovered by the Patriots during the preseason game. You guys all saw that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it's a it would be nice if he played better there. And I thought he had a bad day there today again.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think I mean it's fair that he gets one throughout this camp. I don't think he's had one to this point. Yeah. And uh it makes sense that you would add him here. Uh play of the day is quez for me, yes. right? Yeah. I mean obvious quez sleeping catch. What else would it be? Um All right, Jimmy. Uh last question for me to you is what did you have for lunch today after practice? I
2: went to uh I think I'm a plug. Not that anyone is going to be in Madison, New Jersey anytime soon, but I went to a bar after practice. I'll tell you what, mm. I'll remember the, the the place I went and I'll stay it during the podcast tomorrow, but I had a okay. burger
1: and I had an Allagash. Wow. And I had some fries. You? Nice. So, this is why I asked because it's very self-serving questions. I wanted you to ask me. <laughs> you wanted to, you wanted to
2: you wanted me to ask what you had for you don't give it you didn't you couldn't care less
1: <laughs> what I had for lunch. You jerk. that Well, first of all, that's not true. I do care. I love like I love knowing what people have to eat because I love food. So I always want I do want to hear. I, I'm I am genuinely curious in okay. what people get because you know maybe I'm in a situation in the future where I might be able to go to that place if you can find the name for me or you know recommend it to someone else. So that's that's not entirely untrue. It's just mostly uh untrue (laughs) or whatever i i've 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 lost all uh phrasing at this point i I don't even remember but um uh i went to white castle jimmy because i haven't been to white castle in freaking like 10 years or so uh there's really no reason for me to ever go there in terms of like it being in my way it's never in my way of where i am so uh, but but i was fortunate enough to come home today and have it be on my way and i was like you know what I'm going to White Castle. So I went to <laughs> okay. White Castle and I got a Crave something pack eight. I think it was called. Okay. And it had like 20 chicken rings, which are fun. Not onion rings, chicken rings. Okay. Uh, instead of chicken nuggets and uh, a sack of fries, I guess it's called. And then 10 sliders and I ate most of it. So it was really good. <laughs>
2: so we both had burgers sort of. I, yeah. I went
1: to, I found it was, I went to Bottle Hill Tavern. Okay. It was, It was pretty good. In, in Morristown? In
2: or? Madison, New Jersey. Madison.
1: Okay. Well, there we go. Uh, that does it for this episode. Our penultimate training camp daily podcast episode, Jimmy. We have one more to go on Wednesday when the Eagles have their final joint training camp practice against the Jets. Then they will be off on Thursday, and then they will play the Jets in their final preseason game on Friday. So that's what's coming up. You can make sure that you don't miss anything by subscribing to the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed, checking out BleedingGreenNation.com for my practice notes, checking out PhillyVoice.com for Jimmy's practice notes, following us on Twitter at Brandon Gowton, at Jimmy Kemsky, at Bleeding Green, at BGN underscore radio. All those good things. And Jimmy, goodbye everybody. BGN